When I was around five years old, we lived uh, over on Washita Street, over close to Macedonia Baptist Church, where my dad was pastoring at the time. And I had gotten into something with a neighbor friend. I have no idea what we were arguing about, but we were kind of arguing about it. And according to my, my mom, I don't remember this story at all, but my mom was watching, not to interfere with what we were doing, but she was just going to observe how my friend and I worked this thing out. And this is how we worked it out. I hit the kid. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me at all, but I did, according to my mother. And when he started to hit me back, I stepped back, and I quoted him a Bible verse. <laughs> and that Bible verse was, be ye kind one to another. So at a very young age, I learned the value of kindness, and secondly, I learned how to use the Bible to my benefit. And, uh, oh, thank you. See, I'm forgetting everything, Joey. Thanks for having my back. And when I think about Ted Lasso, I think about kindness. I believe the reason that this show has been such a success is that at its very core, it is about kindness. It's something that we all need, we all want more of in our own lives and in our society. The show Ted Lasso premiered in 2020, and we all remember the political divide and hostilities of 2020. Kind during that time was not a word that was used to describe how we related to each other, how we treated each other, how we were speaking to each other. And it was against that backdrop that Ted Lasso filled our screens with kindness. It's in that backdrop that Ted Lasso gave to us a new vision of how we could live and how we could treat each other and how we could speak. Ted Lasso, of course, is played by that great comic Jason Sudeikis, in June, July of 2022, he did an interview with The Guardian, and he was talking about the beginning of this show. He said it was inspired in part in 2016 by that particular political campaign. He created Ted Lasso as a comedy skit, and at the beginning of the creation of the character Ted Lasso, Jason says that Ted Lasso was originally more belligerent but the politics of the time persuaded Jason to give Ted Lasso a warmer feeling. He said this, I hated how people were not listening to one another. Things became very binary, and I don't think that's the way the world works. And as a new parent, we had our own son, Otis, in 2014. It was like, boy, I don't want to add to this. Yeah, I just did not want to portray it. And so he portrayed an alternative. He portrayed kindness in the midst of a very mean world. As I learned as a five-year-old, the good book says a lot about kindness. Some of those things that it says about kindness are these. Love is kind. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted. And in the Hebrew scripture, we read, well, there's the fruit of the Spirit in, in Paul's letter to the Galatians. The fruit of the Spirit is 
among those others, kindness. And then Micah says, God has told you, O mortal, what is good so, and, what the, and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. So, slurs and hateful language fill the air. Bullies push people around in, at school and in the workplace. Drivers cut you off and flip you off. What in the world can you do? Be kind. Be kind. Stephen Petro is a writer in North Carolina, and he was recently waiting in a long line at his favorite bakery for the best uh, scones in town. The line was so long that he was afraid he wasn't going to get any scones because he just watched as the people, one right after another in front of him, asked for one of those scones in the glass case, and he just knew that they were going to be gone by the time he got to the counter. But he did get to the counter, and there was one scone left, and he said, I will take that. And the moment he said, I'll take that, a voice from behind him said, hey, that's my scone. I've been in line for 20 minutes. Well, a line is a line, isn't it? So Steve had a choice. He could have said, well, that's how the scone crumbles. But he didn't say that. Instead, he said this. How about me buying that and me giving you half of it? Why don't we just share it? Well, the man was taken aback by that. And after a moment, he accepted that offer, and he made this suggestion. He said, well, I'll do that, but why don't I buy another pastry, and we'll share both of them. And so these two strangers sat down on a nearby bench, and they shared these pastries. These two strangers really had nothing much in common. They were different ages. They were different political parties. They were different marital status. Uh, but they had a connection, and they shared a very simple kindness. In talking about this incident, Steve said, I felt happy, and frankly, I wanted more of that feeling. As I said a moment ago, the Greek word for kindness in the Christian scripture is Christos. Sometimes it's translated in the Christian scripture, depending on what version you're using, as goodness or gentleness, uh, even sweetness. It was used in the first century to describe old wine and how old wine, especially red wine, after a time, the uh, tannins begin to just fold beautifully into the other characteristics of the wine. And so you have this very mellow, smooth, not a harsh taste anymore. Denise and I did a little wine tasting. We were in Seattle last week, and we, we had a 2019 vintage, and then we had a 2016 vintage. And the difference in those two vintages and the smoothness was even I could tell the difference. I'm a Boone's Farm guy myself. <laughs> But I could even tell the difference in those two wines. It was just 
the older the wine, the smoother that it was. And it, it kind of makes me wonder, I wonder if we get smoother and more mellow as we age. Do we grow older and grow kinder? And more understanding and more tolerant and more forgiving. I hope I become like a good bottle of wine. You've heard me talk about Origen, who uh, was in the second and third century. He was one of the beginning uh, scholars who proposed what I accept called universal reconciliation, which is where at the end of the age, all people, regardless of who we are, or what the beliefs are, will, will be reunited to God, reunited to love. And Origen said this, love is sweet to all. Who is in your all right there? We mostly live love is sweet to some. Love is sweet to the people who agree with me, who, to the people who are like me. But Origen said love, as it comes from this heart of love, heart of the spirit, is sweet to all. Here's that verse from uh, Matthew 11 again, where Jesus says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That word translated easy right there is the Greek word Christos. My yoke is mellow. My yoke is smooth. He was talking to people about their religious burdens and the religious uh, life that they were living was harsh and the religious teachers were harsh with them, demand, making these demands upon them. But he said, you know, my yoke, is, my yoke doesn't scratch you. It doesn't rub you wrong. My yoke uh, is smooth. It doesn't even itch. It's just very comfortable. And so follow me. Take this easy, smooth yoke upon you and learn from me because I'm humble and I am gentle. I don't know why preachers don't read that more often and live like that more often. Why do preachers shout and why do pre preachers get into your business and to your face and come across so very harsh. And Jesus was so very smooth. Jesus was so very gentle. Now, science tells us that humans are born kind, that we have a kindness gene within us. The most prominent of these multiple kindness genes is the gene for oxytocin. It is the gene that produces the hormone that produces uh, nurturing in us for other people. It's, it, it is activated when a mother will breastfeed her baby. It is responsible for the reproduction and for the care and for the nurturing and for kindness to other people. It makes us cuddle more. It makes us hug more. It really is a love hormone. It really is a kindness gene that oxytocin through uh, that is produced by this kindness genes that it makes us help each other more and cooperate more for the common good. It is a kindness gene. So I want us to understand that kindness is wired within us. We are born kind. 
We are born with his goodness to be of help to other people. We all have that oxytocin gene. There was a study done a few years ago of a 119-month-old babies, and the researchers found that children, even when they were hungry, would give to a complete stranger a snack, share that snack with them. In another study, when toddlers observed an adult accidentally dropping something, then those toddlers, almost 100% of them, would go help that adult out. There's a PhD by the name of Thomas Lacona, who is a uh, developmental psychiatrist, and he said this, and if the children did this without any request from the adult, without even being thanked by the adult, and it didn't matter whether or not the parent was in the room, the children were wired to help. They were wired to be kind. There was another study by a professor of psychology at the University of British Columbia, Kylie Hamlin, she did a study with infants by using puppets, and she had one puppet, and the babies were watching this puppet as the puppet looked at this hill that it wanted to climb. And however the puppet showed this expression, I don't know, but the babies could tell that this puppet really wanted to climb this hill. And so the puppet did climb the hill, and there were two variations in this. One variation was this. The puppet climbed the hill, but then was interfered with by a hindering puppet, a hindering puppet that pushed the puppet back down the hill once it got to the top. The second variation was, as that puppet climbed the hill, a helping puppet came along and got on the back of that puppet and just kind of helped push it up the hill. And then the researchers, Dr. Hamlin, put those two puppets in front of the babies the hindering puppet, and the helping puppet. And guess which puppet the babies went for, tried to grab, tried to hold, focused on? The helping puppet. Wanted nothing to do with the hindering puppet. There was a sense in those babies that there is something good and valuable about helping one another. But then... Here's the bad news. <laughs> Professor Hamlin introduced a variable into the puppet show. She introduced snacks to these children and the puppets. And she discovered that when the puppet and the baby liked different snacks, the baby likes Cheetos, the puppet doesn't like Cheetos, but likes animal crackers or something like that. She discovered that the babies not only were unkind to the puppet, they wanted to punish the puppet. <laughs> they wanted to punish the puppet that did not share their snack preference. I've seen a few adults like that. <laughs> we become unkind, and we want to punish people that don't have the same preferences that we do. Whether it's a sports team, a religious preference or a candidate preference. We're unkind and we want to hurt people who don't share our preferences. It turns out that kindness is very complicated. So 
Could it be that we're born with wiring for both kindness and cruelty? So what do we do? Let's look at Galatians. Live by the Spirit, Paul says. It's interesting, if you look at verse 16, we have in our English versions the, that word T-H-E, live by the Spirit. And so when we're, we read that, we think, well, there is this one Spirit, live by the Spirit. But in the Greek language, there's no T-H-E right there. It just says, live by Spirit. It's almost, as I look at the original Greek, it's just almost like there is, there is Spirit out there. There is the flesh, there is spirit, and just live by spirit, not this particular spirit, but just the spirit of love that is all permeating. Do not gratify the desires of the flesh, for what is the flesh desire? It's opposed to the spirit, and what the spirit desires is opposed to the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. You want to be good. You want to be kind. You want to love each other, even those who vote for a different candidate. You want to honor them. Paul says, you want to do the right thing. You want to do the good thing. But there is something within us It's complicated. If you are led by spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, and factions. I want us to focus on verse 20. Enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, and factions. In so many of our churches, when this passage is talked about, we focus on verse 19, and we focus on verse 21, and and we, we kind of forget about those things like strife and jealousy and anger. But those are evidences of living not by spirit. And none of us want to do those in our heart of hearts. There's a tension in that human nature. Paul goes on, by contrast, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Christos generosity and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. There's no law against these things. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So if we live by spirit, let us also be guided by spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another and envying one another. So there's this tension in human nature, kindness and cruelty. So how in the world... Do we resolve that? I love this comic strip by Charles Schultz, the theologian. You know what? That's not even the right comic strip. I have no idea how that got up there. But anyway, the comic strip is this. Linus and his sister Lucy are talking, and Lucy is talking to Linus about the dividing wall in their life between kindness and cruelty, love and hatred. And Linus says in a series of comic strips by Charles Schultz, he shouts out, stop fighting. 
He tells his heart to stop fighting against kindness and cruelty, love and hatred. And Lucy comes over and she says, okay, Linus, this is what I want you to do. Love is here. Hate is here. I just want you to lean over toward the love side. And I want us all to recognize that we have within us kindness. We have within us cruelty. And I want us just on a daily basis to lean toward spirit. Lean toward the kindness that is in our life. Paul says, live by spirit. That word live by spirit is the same word as used throughout scripture for breath. Breathe out kindness. Breathe in kindness. To live by spirit. That word translated by can also be translated I in. You either live in the spirit or you live by the spirit. And the versions, the translator, just pick which one they want. But it could be just as much saying live in spirit. So you live in this atmosphere of, of love. You live in this atmosphere of kindness. And every one of us, each morning we get up, we have a choice. I can say, what atmosphere am I going to live in today? Am I going to walk around in this bubble of cruelty and hate and just finding the wrong in things? Or am I going to live in, a, in an atmosphere and breathe in the atmosphere of kindness? He goes on to say in verse 25, if we live by spirit, let us also be guided by spirit. That word guided is a word that literally means it's a military word. And it describes uh, soldiers all marching in step with each other. All marching in uniform with each other. There's a, there was a book written when I was a kid called Keeping in Step with the Spirit. And it was based upon this verse. I think it was by J.I. Packer. And the whole idea behind that is that we are marching. We usually don't want to conform. But Paul does say to conform to the things of Christ. And so it's almost like Paul is saying to us, love is marching. Love has a tempo. Love has a rhythm. Love has a behavior. So he says, march in beat with love. March in step with love. What does love do? Love is kind. Love is peaceful. Love is gentle. Love is forgiving. Always march in step with that kindness. So you and I, at every turn of the day, have an option of how will I walk? How will I live? With whom will I march? We all are to walk in step with the Spirit. Walk in uniformity with the Spirit. So we're talking about kindness being a space in which we live, a space in which our thoughts dwell. And really all great religions will speak to this. All healthy religions will speak to this. The Buddha talked about living in such a way that no matter what happened to you, your thoughts live in kindness and your actions reflect those thoughts. That no matter what happens to us, our thoughts are kind and our actions are kind. And he wasn't just talking about holding up an umbrella for someone when it's raining. He is talking to us about a kindness that, act, that has no limits whatsoever. I think the Buddha and the Apostle Paul are talking about the same thing. 
just from different perspectives, living in this atmosphere of kindness. The Buddha says this, that kindness is the most noble way of living in this world. When Denise and I were in uh, Seattle visiting Devin and, and Kylie, we, were, uh, we took Daniel and Emily, our son and daughter-in-law who live in Springfield with us. Uh, I went for a walk and I tried to learn my sermon uh, last week. And I saw this sign in somebody's yard. In this house, we believe black lives matter. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. <laughs> Water is life. We believe in religious freedom. Love is love. And kindness is everything. I wanted to steal the sign. <laughs> but I didn't think, of, didn't think it was very kind. And then... We got up, uh, Devin secured for us an Airbnb that was in downtown Seattle, and uh, we were on the rooftop of that Airbnb, and Devin was grilling some, uh, some fish and some surf and turf stuff, and I looked out over the balcony, and I saw from another Airbnb or another condo this flag, and it, uh, the stripes of the flag are made up of arms, of different diverse races and, and people. And underneath it, you can say, you can see the words, be kind. And at the top of each arm is a hand. And the, each hand is spelling, be kind. And I just love that flag. And it made me think, Why is it that the church is not flying a flag that says be kind? And why is it that Christians as a whole, not every Christian and not every group, seems to make other things their message? Why is it that we're not all flying the flag of kindness? Why is it that some of those who say they follow Christ are, are, are flying this flag of, of us versus them, of, that is filled with such hate and judgment and criticism? And I don't understand why, because most, most of the Christians that I know in, around in very conservative areas would condemn this flag and condemn that sign for not reflecting what they value. And I, I don't understand why, why we as followers of Jesus throughout the decades, throughout the centuries, have not embraced kindness like Jesus embraced kindness and like Paul embraces kindness. And I just encourage us all to keep on that path that you are already on. You're here because you have a kind heart and you, you know that. And you want to express that kindness to all people. So as I look at this flag and I look at that sign, I just have to ask you and I have to ask myself, what kind of a flag am I flying in my life? What sign is in my life that people are reading you know, some people say that nice guys finish last, but Albert Schweitzer differs. 
disagrees. Constant kindness, he says, can accomplish much. As the sun makes ice melt, kindness causes misunderstanding, mistrust, and hostility to evaporate. Last July 2022, uh, Jason Sudeikis did an interview with, on 60 Minutes with Nora O'Donnell. And in that interview, he talked a little bit about what I mentioned a few moments ago about the, the genesis, the origin of the character Ted Lasso. But uh, let's hear that from Jason's mouth himself. Take a look at this video. Did you set out and say, I want a character that's all about positivity and kindness and can transform people, bring out the best in people? To play the character was intentional. To play someone that was kind-hearted, that didn't swear, be like Teflon towards people's negativity or, or, or sarcasm, 100% intentional. Kindness and positivity yeah. can be transformative. Yeah, and so can the opposite. But I mean, if you had to choose one at, this, at that point of writing it and wanting to play it, I'd much rather try to view the world, you know, as Ted Lasso. That way is the Lasso way. The Ted Lasso way, the Lasso way is to choose kindness over cruelty. We all have the option. There's the Lasso way, there's the Buddha way, and there's the Jesus way. I think all three ways are together. They're all together. And I thank you for choosing those ways. I thank you for choosing kindness. Help me to choose kindness. And I want to help you choose kindness every day.